Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get out the ball better, or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. Merry Christmas. What up, brother? Two jolly fat guys here to bring you some sports talk. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going today? Day after Christmas, man. Some call it the hangover after Christmas. Yeah. Some of us might be a little more so than others, but even though you're not hungover. Yeah. Hey, how was your holiday? I mean, it was good, dude. We uh, kept it simple, hung out, spent time with family, spent time with the kids, uh, had all my boys over, so it was love. Yeah. Yours? Same man, relaxing. Had some family over Christmas Eve. Went to mom's crib on Christmas for some brunch, and then came back home and just relaxed with the fam. Gotta love Christmas brunch, bro. It's the yeah. best. Uh, you know anything? I mean, I think I, I like potluck style eating. You yeah. Know, when especially when people all bring bring a little something over, so uh, I enjoy it, man. Fat guys always enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, it makes it easier on the person hosting. You know what I mean? They don't have to. Slave in the kitchen all day, even though my mom, shout out to her, she was working hard, uh, put a lot into to yesterday's brunch, you know, but everybody brought a little bit of some to help her out, make it a little bit easier, but overall it was a good, good party, good we, experience. We slaved a little bit, my mom slaved a little bit, I have to give her a shout out, um, even when she says she's not going to slave, she ends up slaving, doing yeah. something, so she made some enchiladas and uh, some beans and chili, and then I made some green pasole. It was it was good. Well, it's always a job when you're cooking for that many people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Christmas Eve, Vito's over here cooking, and she was slaving all day, baking and cooking. And by the time she was done cooking, before anybody got here, she's like, "Oh, I feel like I don't, I didn't make enough." You know what I mean? So it was like, <laughs> that's that's like the the famous words when I'm cooking with my mom. <laughs> Is this going to be enough? You yeah. think it's going to be enough? I don't think we're going to have enough. You should get some more. I don't think. Like, Mom, that tray right there is like four times the size of the table. We're going to have plenty. Like, Maybe she's always asking you to judge, like, your appetite for the day because she knows how you get down. She you probably is. I mean? That's probably what the real yeah. the realness behind it is. Like, is. I'm not asking if it's enough for everybody, baby, but is it <laughs> enough for you, son? For you? <laughs> Damn, Mom doesn't want to break my heart. No, nope. I, I respect that though, Mom. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you not uh, not trying to ruin my self esteem anymore or <laughs> any less. But just the vibe with family for Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, man. Those are two of my favorite holidays because just the vibe of of the meaning of the holidays first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but just the family, the good food, the good times, and and just good spirits. You know what I mean? Like it's always great connecting in love, bro. Yeah. Like when you're when you're connecting with people and it's just all love and there isn't um there's no like agendas or no other bull crap that you guys are going through. Like it's just all love, dude. There's there's nothing like that connecting with folks like that. I enjoy it. I love seeing my family. Um, you know, I mentioned we don't get together like we used to. Yeah. Um it's a little it's a little disappointing sometimes around this time of the year. Um Gotta say, gotta say what up to him still, and text him, and 
you know, call them or FaceTime them or whatever. So, but it, it's good though, the, the ones that we do get with. And I know everyone, it, it's like we all grow up, man. All the cousins, yeah. we all grow up and we all have our own families and we all kind of go our own, you know, our own paths. And there's nothing wrong with that, bro. I think that's kind of a, a natural cycle for everybody. So, um, you know, it was it was good, bro. I I enjoyed it. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and it does suck. Definitely not catching up with certain people in the family, and but you got to respect that and know, like you said, that they have their own families who have families. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, and plus sometimes it, my family is good not to get everybody together. <laughs> yeah, it's hard juggling and 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 bringing everybody together. But again, it's also stressful. It's stressful that many people. With their extended families into one party and then doing a big party, you know the only thing that's one thing that gets me about about the holidays too is the stress with it. I think some people feel the need to have to go all out or go above and beyond, and sometimes you can see people kind of competing with other people or thinking they have to be on that same level. Um, that can be a little a little disappointing for me too, like a little stressful for me because I don't I don't know I, I think sometimes people don't need to be on that. I think. You know, we talked about it before where it's the presence around the tree, not under the tree that matters. Yeah. And, you know, it's for some people that are going through it, they don't have the money to go to make it happen. For you sure. Know? And so it's always love to them, always love to the single parents that are, you know, jumping through hoops to make sure their kids enjoy the day and to make sure their kids have, have a special memory for that day. And I can think back to all the times mom and pops jumped through hoops to try to make sure we had special memories. So shout out to all the parents out there, man. You guys made it through. You know, we we made it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and you, you you talk about we made it, man. Twenty twenty two is already approaching the end, brother. Like Dude. this year flew by, right? We we launched DNA. We're on episode number twenty. Um, life's good, you know. Families are good, but this year just went by quick, bro. It seems like since COVID, really, it's nineteen twenty twenty. It's all been going, it's by, been going by like a blur, bro. And, 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 you know, you got to appreciate the time that you have with your loved ones, with your family, because sure. time flies by too quick. Um, appreciate all the small things in life. Really, you know, everybody's always looking for that big blessing in life. Like, oh, please bless me. I'm going through these hard times. Count those little blessings. I always say, dude, when we're coaching and we're working with young people or we're working with people in general, I always talk about the small victories. Yeah. getting them small victories and then stacking them because you know everyone wants to go for the big punch right away and the big knockout and sometimes you got to work the body yeah you know you got to stack them victories break it down a little bit and then when the time is right then you can strike right it just we got to stop uh we got to stop discrediting the small victories man they're they're just as important as the big ones yeah and that's the thing with the new year's resolution right that's why no one's ever successful because they're like oh i'm gonna set this outlandish goal for myself at, by the end of the year And by six months in You're already done Do you do resolutions? I do But I like to do it In in. I don't like to speak about it First of all Because then it puts pressure on you You know what I'm saying <laughs> But Internally I like to set resolutions For myself On a monthly basis Yeah Like you know Each month I'm going to try to accomplish this Towards my Big end goal Towards the end of the year Right So if I set uh, expectation of saving a certain amount of money I'll break that down into 12 months and say Okay each month I need to save this amount of money So that way at the end of the year I hit Smart. that goal You know what I mean Set the, the ceiling a little bit lower And then constantly achieve it so that way I feel good Within my accomplishments throughout the year That's not a bad idea man I mean um, You know it, I, I think goal setting is super important 
um, especially if you're trying to accomplish things and you need evidence, you need tangible evidence of, of you achieving what you're trying to achieve. Right. Like um, I think if you if you set your goals and uh, you follow through with them and you kind of you, you write them down or even if you record them to yourself. Right. Yeah. Like it's important to be able to have that accountability. It's also important to announce them to other people, though, too. Because I think um, other people keeping you accountable, um, an accountability buddy. Yeah, for know, sure. That's, a, that's an important thing to have, man. I think sometimes we need a partner um, to keep us on track, to keep us going. So I know I have some goals for this new year. Um, I'd like to hit. I know I didn't hit some of the goals I had last year. But I think that's part of it, too, though, right? That's like playing the game of football. You got wins, you got losses. Sometimes you hit your goals, sometimes you don't. But I think as long as you keep continuing to try to make something happen, you keep continuing to try to hit that goal or try to make that goal happen, um, it's not too much of failure, right? Yeah. Like, you're just learning how to get there. So, and, and at the same time, there's nothing wrong with coming up right underneath your goal, right? Especially when you're talking about New Year's resolutions. If you're talking about, I want to lose 100 pounds or 50 pounds, you know what I'm saying? If you lose 49 yeah. Hey, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you still worked your butt off to get to your your close to your goal. You know, you may not go accomplish s- the full goal, but yeah. still don't sell yourself short because go sit on the can for a half you, hour. You <laughs> ate an extra bit of extra plate on Thanksgiving and your fifty pounds went to forty nine pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, there's something about trying, bro. There's something about putting the effort forth and you know, I think you set the goal. With the well, obviously you set the goal with the mindset of, of of reaching your goals, but again, there's no man. If 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 you don't reach your goal and you didn't try at all, then that's on you, right? But if you reach your goal, you busted ass and you've come super close to your goal. Maybe you didn't hit it. I mean, that's victory in itself, right there, bro. Like, yeah, I get you didn't reach your the actual goal you were set yourself at, but you busted your ass to try to do something that's more that's saying more than a lot of people can say right and yeah it's, it's getting up getting out and doing it and that's always my goal every year is just to be a better man um be a better father be a better person you know and and, and try to give myself the the tools i need to to do that so uh it's, it'll be my goal again this year i have some other ones that, I, that i'll share with you in private but um, I think that's that's the goal always is just try to be better, right? Yep. And and the thing is too, right? There's nothing wrong. We spoke about this last week. There's nothing wrong with failure. Yep. Right. So set your goal to be a little bit higher than you realistically think you could accomplish. Chase perfection. Fall to greatness. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you don't accomplish that 100 pounds that you set, it's really hard for anybody to drop 100 pounds in a year. You know what I mean? Especially in our older ages. Yep. If you get to 70 pounds, you know, you're chasing perfection, but you still lost 70 freaking pounds. So, Well, maybe like, if you set this, this grand goal, maybe you should set some smaller goals to support that grand along goal. Along the way. Right? Checkpoints. Like, hey, say you want to lose 50 pounds, right? Maybe you should set up some, I'm going to go work out every day this week on these days. I'm going to do cardio on these days. I'm going to do this on these days. Like, I think if you set your main goal up for success, right, you empower it with small victories and kind of small steps to get there. It doesn't become this daunting mountain to climb. It becomes something that you gradually um, accomplished over the period of time. And also it takes your mind off it. I think if you have one singular large goal that your mind's on, um, it can be kind of... uh, you know, it can be hypnotizing. It can kind of capture you, and and it can be it can be aggravating if you don't get there. So I think again, support your support your small your big goals with small ones too. And that way, as you build, you reach your goal, right? Um, 
crazy couple weeks, man, since we've been on last. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL going crazy, getting right into the playoffs. Fantasy, some of us got bounced. Some of us are about to get bounced. Yeah, uh, I got <laughs> bounced. <laughs> uh, we got the college uh, college signing period started. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Christmas time and New Year's coming up. Um, it's always fun to, to get around. Argentina won a World Cup. Yeah, Their man. first World Cup since the 80s. You know, obviously, we're – very, very hopeful cheering for U.S., you know, but everybody that, that follows the World Cup knows that U.S. men's soccer is not what you should be cheering for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not really that. They're not going to get it done. The Let me know when the ladies get on. The history speaks for itself. <laughs> we cheer for, for women's soccer more than for men's, you know what I mean, when it comes to World Cup time. But, man. I didn't realize how big the gap was, dude. Like, it, I've, I've watched, I watch the World Cup every time it comes on. That's probably the most soccer I watch. I don't yeah. usually watch soccer. Um, but to see the gap between the U.S. national team and its players and then these other teams across the world. Like, I think our best, um, our highest-ranked player on the U.S. national teams was Pulsnick, and I think he's ranked, like, 49th in the world. Yeah. And you got, like, France that has, like, two or three top 10 guys. You got Argentina they got, like, two or three top 25 guys. Like, it, it's a big gap, man. And shout-out to Messi because I know there's been a lot of questions on whether or not he can ever win the big one like that. And that was the only thing really missing from his, his resume was a World Cup victory and World Cup championship. So... Um, he got that big ups, man. Like, and they beat a good France team to dude, win France it, bro. France legit. is a great team, bro. Dude. Their their depth, like you said, you know, is is ridiculous, and 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 so is Argentina's has good depth. But that game was a really good game. Came down to penalty kicks, bro. But some of the things that Messi is able to do on on the field it's is ridiculous, just dude. ridiculous. Some of the kicks, like the the kicking angles he takes, like you don't expect somebody to kick a goal at certain times, and he does mm-hmm. it. It's just ridiculous, bro. But what got me was all the upsets, bro. Like uh, Croatia beating Brazil. I know Croatia yeah. was a semifinal or was a second took second in the World Cup, the last one. Um, but you just don't expect to see them beat Brazil, especially with the talent Brazil has and how they were running down the field and just dominating teams. And then you know Spain being upset, I believe, by Morocco was another crazy one because Spain was a really good team. I actually thought Spain and France would meet up and play each other to, for that right to go. Um, but France was France was really good, and Mbappe's like that dude. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's always interesting. I, like I said, I don't follow soccer a lot. I, I follow it because I'm a sports fan. Yeah. But when the World Cup comes around, I'm always watching the World Cup. Yeah. It's, World it, Cup. It's, I think it's competition at the greatest heights, right? Yeah. Competition at the greatest heights. Oh yeah, for the sure. Best in the world. Like the, you always got you got to tune in for that. Well, you know, what's even more impressive, and I don't know if I spoke about this on the pod, but I have spoken about this lately. Is the officials. Bro, those dudes are in shape to be oh, keeping no. up with the soccer game. Like, oh, no. I get tired watching a soccer game on TV, let alone being in it. And yeah. these dudes are just constantly running back and forth and back and forth. So, the one thing I hate, them. sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. The one thing I hate, this is, my, this is my bitching about the World Cup. Yeah. Man, I don't know how many times I've seen a player die on the field, flop, and then get up. Flop. You're like, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, wait, you didn't see? Okay, I'm, I'm all right. Oh, soccer players are the worst at flopping, <laughs> bro. bro. Like, you think you see, like, some of the NBA players <laughs> that we speak about sometimes are <laughs> floppers, you know what I'm saying? But soccer players are the worst. Like Speaking of the NBA, um, I th- it was early in the World Cup. Um, LeBron wasn't getting some calls in a, in a game. And he referenced the World Cup, and he's like, "Maybe I got to learn how to flop." Yeah. And I love the internet because the internet's undefeated because the internet posted several videos of LeBron just flopping. 
yeah. flopping. And it, yeah, dude, that that gets me going, dude. Like, you can't call this sport football and then be rolling on the ground like you're dead. Yeah, you know, even if even just off a little side a side bump. So, I don't know, man. You know, what can you do? World Cup is, you know, soccer is still the most popular sport in in the world. They uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was like uh, offered a, I think it was like something like almost seven. Uh, seven hundred million dollars to go play in Saudi Arabia for three and a half years. Yeah, and there was conflicting reports saying that he was gonna he was gonna accept the offer, and then he wasn't gonna accept the offer. Seven hundred million dollars, that's wild, bro. Yeah, that's wild, and, and that's on top of the money he's already made. Yeah, so you know, and you know what else is wild, and what else has been popping off lately is is Avatar. You seen the new Avatar? Um, I haven't. You have? I'm going to. Wow, um, but you. I've been recommended to watch it in 3D. You should. I so I personally I watched the first one, the first original Avatar, the best 3D movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think those movies are truly invented for 3D, and you shouldn't watch it in right other than 3D. There's some movies that is just like this needs to be seen like this. Yeah, you know I did see the new one in normal a normal fashion. It was a good movie, but I have to go back and watch it yeah. in 3D. You know. James Great Cameron's movie, a, man! Dude, Amazing, he's crazy. Movie. The, the thing is, is, is it's not making the numbers that they were anticipating. You know, this movie is a long time making a lot of money into this movie. Well, how much were they thinking? Because I was just reading they made like eight eight hundred and fifty million. Well, it's not even close to the original numbers and the goals that they set based off the expectations uh, of Avatar One. And I've heard if it doesn't make enough money. They may scrap the whole Avatar series as a whole, and we may not see Avatar three. See, which, I was also reading though that James Cameron is already shooting scenes for Avatar three and Avatar four, yeah, because he doesn't want that. Um, he called it the Stranger Things effect, yeah, where he has these characters that are aging, and you can obviously with like CGI, you can kind of change their face to make them look younger, but you can't change their height and their size, you know, when they're when they're when they're filming or whatnot. So apparently, they he's already been shooting. For for three and four, just yeah, to, to keep that, yeah, age and, down, and that's kind of how it was for two during one. Yeah, because I remember two all, was supposed to come out years ago, right? Yeah, for they COVID. were already filming Avatar two when they released Avatar one, so it makes sense because if you watch the movies, man, the the graphics and the CGI that puts in it's put into it is just phenomenal. So it makes sense that it would take that amount of time and that amount of money to to make it but it also makes sense that they set this expectation of if we don't get to a certain point Pulling we're gonna kibosh it that might get people to the it's like it's like the last minute hey the devil's gonna win the election you better go vote and yeah get everybody out there you know i did pull up the box office numbers though and they did score 90 million over the holiday weekend even with maybe that's what it was yeah even with the free and that was just the holiday weekend so they might be at that, that that's point wild, that you that's went. a lot of money yeah even with the frigid weather bro all across the country like yeah, you watch your football freeze. games and every game was feels like negative bro, temperature i had um Wednesday, I got off work, right, and driving around, I have to, I'm like, I got a couple of Christmas gifts I have to buy, like the white elephant gift and whatnot, so we had to go to the store, and it started, like, I got, I left work at, like, three thirty, four o'clock, and my temperature in my car said 50 degrees, and yeah. I get to, like, a mile down the road, and this wind's blowing in, it's hazy, it's cold, by the time I got home, my temperature in my car dipped down to 20, Yeah, bro. and it was a matter of, like, 25 minutes, bro. Yeah, so I, I was off Thursday and Friday, but I got off on Wednesday, and I had to go to the store, right, so I, I went to the store, before I was at the store, it was, like, 
decent, you no, know, not really cold, nice day on Wednesday. Kind of yeah. the afternoon was a nice day. Walked out of the store, was waiting to turn out of the parking lot. The dude in front of me took forever to turn, by the way. You're a horrible <laughs> driver. If you know who this is, it's like, oh, yeah, that's how he knows. Wait a minute, that was me, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's, while we're sitting there, bro, it was just like a storm cloud came in. It turned from light to dark, and then all of a sudden, wind was blowing like crazy. It was crazy. like some sci-fi shit, dude. The wind, because I, I was watching, so across the street from my job, there's this big American flag. Yeah. I know it's what always flying, right? Yeah. And it was, the wind was blowing west to east, and then like, the way it switched up, it started blowing east to west, bro. Yeah. It's like, in Colorado, like, I don't know if you know about this, like, we get what's called them easterly winds, yeah. right? And we and when them snowstorms come in, and that wind's blowing east to west, those are always the worst because it blows up against the mountains and it just like cycles over each other, right? Yeah, it was cold, man. I do. I uh, I got the opportunity to work from home on Thursday. Yeah, I took it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I don't it was blame frigid. you. Frigid. I was so glad that I had Thursday off, you know, because I didn't have to wake up. I didn't have to worry about going into work. Um, Realistically, I, I probably would have called in anyway. I ain't going front. <laughs> Everybody in my department did. Yeah, they kind of took the opportunity to stay home, except for one person went in and she did her thing. Shout out to you. Are you guys busy uh, around the holidays? Um, we are. Um, but my job is very understanding in things like this. Like they say, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel safe leaving your home, stay home. You'll have to use PTO. But they don't like, oh, you stood home. Shame on you type thing. You know what I mean? They'd rather have people safe right. and production still flowing because there are people who live right within the vicinity of the of the factory that can go right into work. And then gotcha. there's other people that are traveling from Aurora, from south, you know what I mean, from over here in Westminster. So there's quite a bit of travel. You know what's crazy about the Avatar movie, though? What's up? I'm watching it. It's crazy how uncomfortable we as Americans are when we don't truly understand something. And what I mean by that, right, takes us back to the indigenous people and, and, and back in the day, you know, the white man, so to speak, you know, yeah. come in and, and take over something that doesn't belong to them or that they don't truly understand, so they're afraid of it, so they have to strike while the iron is hot so that way they don't they're not exposed right. or vulnerable you know what i mean and, and watching the movie like avatar you kind of see that play out in front of you you know just in the movie itself and, yeah and so like it's just crazy man to see that and then to think about like it his, exposes his, the nature of man yeah the history of, of of man like we really do things like this like these movies aren't yes it's blue people and we probably won't ever run into blue people like that however it still tells a story of history and and it's kind of it's kind of sad it's kind of scary even talk about soccer right like yeah soccer's been called football for the, since the beginning of time but yep. we create a sport that we call football yeah. Why? Yeah. We don't use our feet like soccer do. No. So why did we take their name and turn it into American football? Because you know? people were rolling on the ground dying even though they didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, bro. Yeah. Now, you know, there's probably legitimate reasons, but the point is, is like, we're bullies, bro. I we're kind of bullies. I think you're right on that. There's something to that. Like, uh, you know, 
it's an American thing, right? Like, I mean, but I think before America, like it was other it was other countries that did. I mean, the Romans used to do that shit back oh, in the for day. Sure. You know what I mean? That, like you said, that's the nature of, of human, right? My uh, my ex father in law, shout out to Manny. We used to always talk about different things, man. And 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 dude used to always be like. It's, there's always going to want to be somebody that's the top dog, yep. regardless. Like the alpha, we can share resources, we can um, come together in harmony and peace, and it won't be enough because there's always going to be somebody that wants to uh, to be that top dog, you know. Yep. But uh, you know, talking about the Avatar deal, um, the other thing we got going on this week, man, the last couple of weeks is uh, NFL getting into the playoff mode, bro. And I know our teams are starting to disappoint a little bit. It's kind of getting a little, a little sad. Uh, nothing quite as sad as what the Broncos did last night, yesterday, that, which was just completely crazy. I've never seen, um, just I've never seen them come out like that. You know what's crazy, bro? Is is my team obviously sucks too, the Raiders. Um, but we were here on Christmas Eve and we had people over, right? And you know what I don't like, bro? It's like when somebody goes too hard for a team that isn't theirs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're watching the Raider game, and anything positive the Steelers could do, even though they looked horrible. <laughs> I had 10 people in my house cheering for the Steelers. Like, if they were Steelers fans, um, all of a sudden, you know what I mean? So, it was kind of nice. I'm not going to lie to have... The Broncos lose in the fashion that they lost. Were you cheering for the Rams? To a team that we beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> How they lost, bro. I know, actually, we lost. Yeah, I was we lost to did. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield right. got you last play. Yeah, but game. last minute, bro. They beat them 51 to what? Yeah, it was bad, dude. 51 Russ, to what? Like, Russ, Russ had looked three bad. I don't think they should have played him. Yeah, but then they bring in, uh, what's his name? Ray Ribbon. And, and he. Ripped the interception pick six right to the bro. Rams on the very first throw. So, like, the only team I've watched this year that has a worse offensive line than the Broncos is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're just worse, period, overall. Like, the Broncos, bro, like, not being a Bronco hater, they're just bad. They're a bad team. They got bad coaching. They're, their head coach doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Excuse my friends. Don't know what he's doing. Can't hack it for sure. Yeah, it's bad, bro. Like, even being a Raider fan, like, you usually want to cheer for, you know, the again, West. Cheer. Well, you. In the playoff time, you know, cheer for somebody to be successful out of the West so that way, you know, our division brings it back home. Yep. But even though even though it's a big rivalry, you typically are like, you know, fuck the Broncos, fuck the Raiders, fuck the Chiefs. And that's the story that happened on Christmas Eve. Everybody cheering against the Raiders. Yep. It's not that they were Stiller fans. It's just fuck the Raiders. Against the Raiders yeah. You know what I mean? But, bro, sometimes I feel bad for Bronco fans watching it. Like, we suck. Dude. But they are, like, they are on the verge of not being – Qualified as an NFL team, like if they don't <laughs> get, get relegated, the, if they don't get the number one pick because Houston is really bad anyway, I think Dog. the record doesn't say how bad the Broncos truly are. Like well, they should be the number one overall pick. They beat Houston, but they barely beat Houston, right? Um, they beat they beat um, who they beat last week. It was it was I forget who they beat last week, but nonetheless, dude, like they get um, I don't know they get. They get going, man, and, and it just – it's all unorganized. Uh, there's no discipline. Did you see yesterday after the game? No. So, apparently, during the game, like, Randy Gregory just acting a fool. He slammed his helmet multiple times and just arguing. Well, after the game, he took a punch at one of the offensive linemen for the Rams. There was a scuffle. They were interviewing Baker Mayfield, and uh, a little scuffle broke out. And it was Randy Gregory th trying to throw punches. And then he's like, yeah, I hit that fool. You know, talking shit. And it's just – 
from the top down, there's no there's no organization. Yeah. It's all undisciplined. And I don't care who you are. Eventually, if you don't have discipline, it's going to show itself and it's going to unravel. Yeah. And it has unraveled here. Um, but the playoffs coming up, man, hopefully – Hopefully my Dolphins can sneak in. Um, I don't know, man. Buffalo and Kansas City look like a like they're they're destined to meet each other in the in the AFC Championship. And then don't look now, but freaking Aaron Rodgers has the the pack back in the chase and possibly vying for a playoff spot. We might be right. We might be right about four teams from one division making the playoffs, though. Yeah, and and I honestly think it is going to shape out to be that. Um, and the, you know, but the Chiefs. You said the Chiefs and the Bills look like they're running it. Your Dolphins kind of sneaking in. Bro, I'll say this, like, this year, it doesn't seem like, to me anyway, like, there's a clear Yeah, it's definitely wide open. Winner out of e- any division. I think any given Sunday is truly going to be any given Sunday this year or Saturday. You know how we kind of <laughs> like to skip things up. But I don't know if I'm totally confident that the Bills and Chiefs can beat the Dolphins can beat. But well, you know what's dope is the playoffs started the right Bengals, now. If the Bengals sneak in there, they're hot. The Chargers sneak in there. Yeah. Like you got teams that can really make some moves. The Titans are still in there. Like, dude, they're falling apart though. They are falling apart. Like they fired their they fired their GM like four or five weeks ago, and they haven't won since. Yeah. It, and sometimes you just don't mess with shit until the off season, bro. Yeah. Like. Don't upset the apple cart, right? You're dominating your division in a weak division, and now the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take over that division. And it's possible that they, they're going to sneak in and win that division. Trevor Lawrence is going to get his first division title. I mean, he's looking good. He's looking like Doug Peterson like did football rehab with Trevor Lawrence. Like He looks night and day compared to what he did last year. And, again, goes back to coaching, right? Yeah, I think everybody's kind of upset with that division. And that's what sucks about football, too, is that one team from every decision <coughs> decision division has to make it. You know what I mean? When you when you have teams like the Chargers who are on the bubble, the Bengals who yeah. are on the bubble, the Jets who are on the bubble, who well, had at, all these good years, you know, but you're going to get a team like the Jaguars that make it into the playoffs and are probably going to get beat. Round well, one. Look at the NFC South. At best, the NFC South will finish 9-8 and eight oh, with yeah. the division title. At best, and it's it's probably highly doubtful that that will happen. Yeah, like a, a Baker Mayfield list, Carolina Panthers is realistically probably going to win that division. Over Tom Brady. Over Tom Brady, which is wild. Um, one one other thing though, man, if the Chiefs, if the playoffs started today, the Chiefs and the Ra- and the Dolphins would play each other. I think it'd be dope. Although I don't like the prospects of playing the Chiefs, I think it'd be dope to seeing Tyreek go back to, to Kansas City and then and lighten their ass light up. them up, bro. Just light them up. Oh, I'm with you on there. See, like I said, like I, I don't know, bro. I I just cheer for good football. You know what I mean? So like I. I think that's I the best hope, thing about the playoffs. Yeah, I hope that whoever gets to the playoffs, we see two teams make it to the Super Bowl that are going to give us an exciting show. You know, right? I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't want a lopsided robbery yeah. like we've seen in the past with the Chiefs and the Patriots, <laughs> or not the Chiefs, with the Falcons and the Patriots, yeah. right? Story of two halves. Yeah. We're up a big amount, and then Matt Ryan lets. Don't do it. Tom Brady come back and rob him. You know what I mean? So like I didn't want to bring this up, but speaking of Matt Ryan, yeah. you realize he has now the single the largest comeback in regular season or any game period against him, and then the largest comeback in the Super Bowl against him. A couple that was it last week the Colts lost to or the Colts were up thirty three to nothing on the Vikings, bro, and they lost. You wanna know something funnier? What? Bro, I am not bullshitting. So 
DJ and I play Madden together a lot, right? Uh-huh. There's this thing you can do as a franchise where you draft certain players to your team and you get to go. Our quarterbacks were Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Matt Ryan was our starter. Dominant team, bro. We're, we lost one game all year. Well, let me tell you about that one game we lost all year. We were up big in the first half, probably about 21 to 7 or something, maybe 21, 24 to 7, I think, actually. And DJ said, Dad, it was starting towards the second half. You can see the other teams getting momentum. He's like, Dad, we're about to pull Matt Ryan. I'm like, what do you mean we got Matt Ryan? He's like, they're going to come back and beat us, bro. No bullshit. We they came back and beat us in that game. So Matt Ryan has lost even the on Super Madden. Bowl. He's lost the Colts to the Vikings, and he has a great deficit on our Madden franchise oh as well. God. So Matt Ryan, bro, you're screwed. You're scarred for life, brother. You're not getting away from that. So besides the Broncos and Raiders, you know who else isn't making it to the playoffs this year? The uh, Chiefs super fan. Oh yeah. Well, he might be making it to the uh playoffs of the longest yard. <laughs> so if y'all haven't heard about this, man, uh Xavier Babadar is known as a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan who dresses up as a wolf to attend home and road games. Um, but he is also now accused of bank robbery in Oklahoma. Um so on uh December sixteenth, the police arrested uh Babador in uh, Oklahoma at about 10:15 and charged him with numerous offenses including armed robbery. Uh he's suspected of robbing uh Tulsa Teachers Credit Union in town earlier that morning. According to the police report, um his bond was set at 200,000. He was charged with wearing a mask in commission of a felony. Um Babador faces charges of possession of a firearm in commission of a felony and threatened uh threatened action of violence. Uh bro, he was wearing his Chiefs mask. I was going to say he was wearing his super <laughs> fan mask, bro. Like how are you going to get away with something when you're known as a super fan and then you go in and you're robbing banks? That's like Orange Vader going in and 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 doing that. You know, shout out to Orange Vader. We know he don't get down like that, but still a figure of the community, right? Going on the road and robbing people and not thinking you're going to ever get outed, bro. Like, what are you thinking? So the chiefs have been going into people's houses, right? And kicking their ass all year long. And to add insult to injury, their super fan is going to their local <laughs> bank and robbing them <laughs> as well. Like, this is crazy, bro. What is, what are we coming to? Like, but Hey, that just shows that even these super fans, right? They're just, they're just regular people, bro. Well, and apparently he was like, he was posted on his Twitter like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have the funds to make it out to Houston and this and that and da-da-da. And then all of a sudden he was on his way to Houston. You know, I always wondered, like, how do those super fans afford to be super fans and not only have season tickets that are very expensive, but travel with the team and if they don't get paid by the team? Well, now we figured it out. It said when Babador wasn't present at the Chiefs game in Houston and also wasn't posting during the game, some fans began to worry about him. As it turns out... He was in legal hot water. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't – man, I, it just goes to show you some of these people do crazy things for their favorite team, man. I don't think I've ever thought about robbing, you know, uh, a credit union or a bank to go see my team play, but I'm not a super fan either. I don't dress up like these people do. What does this do for the future of super fans? I uh, ask you that. Does it hurt? Does it hurt them, right, if – do the Chiefs want another super fan who they're going to – 
associate their organization with essentially even though they're not a part of the organization they're tied to the organization right the chief's name's getting ran through the mud with this as well yeah but i think fans go out and do stupid shit all the time yeah like the raider fan who was yelling at that patriot friend well it's like the bronco there's a bronco fans a couple years ago that got in a fight with people and i think someone ended up getting stabbed and killed like you know fans do especially when like people people get drunk at football games People yeah. get lit at football games, and so I think. So you're saying he was drunk, and that's what led. No, him no, I'm right? saying I'm saying he was broke and needed to go see the the Chiefs in Houston, and he thought, you know, Oklahoma's along the way. I'll stop, rob this bank, and I'll be in Houston. Houston, and we have a problem. The problem was he fucking wore his, <laughs> wore his Chiefs hat, his Chiefs mask. Like well, the, the the problem, kids, is that he went and decided that he wanted to rob a bank. Listen, kids, save your pennies in your piggy banks like good young boys and girls, and then you'll be able to go be a super fan, too. Do you think they're going to uh, pay for his legal, oh, yeah. legal team? <laughs> Chiefs. Yo, Chiefs, I did this for y'all. Come, come pay my legal fees. Hopefully, he has some money saved over from his bank robbing. Because now they're wondering if he's done this before. Oh, no. I, I've heard that there's a string of incidents that might be tied Look, to Similar, him. unsolved. Yeah, so... He might be in a little bit more deep water than he thinks. Bro, you, hope you, know? you can kick your feet and stay above water because you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, bank robbery alone is like 10 to 20 years. And then he used a weapon. Like, man, he's done. He's done. And it's unfortunate, man. Like, people do stupid things all the time. It's just unfortunate you have to you have to be this this desperate to go keep this this persona alive and to be able to make the game sometimes you just got to understand what your lane is and you can't get you can't deviate from your lane you got to stay in your lane yeah there's plenty of super fans at the liberty of their own couches you know what i mean so like be a super fan at home bro don't go above your means and and catch a felony because you want to watch a football team bro like, this is true. crazy uh you know it doesn't make sense to me a lot of things don't make sense to me that people do but you know it, it is what it is yo uh just want to give a quick shout out to um cutthroat barbers and anglers, shout out to our boy AJ Gallegos. If you didn't hear the last episode, we had him on last uh, last episode, kind of talking about his venture. Um, if you need a nice little cut, get cleaned up, nice little fade, nice little beard trim or something, go hit up Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers off of thir- 38th and Pierce in Wheat Ridge. Make sure you hit up AJ at cocutthroat.com. Get your get your appointment booked. Get set up, man. Shout out to AJ for uh, for hosting us over there. Uh, went over to his uh, grand opening event. It was very fun. Uh, watched a little football. Talked a little football with his dad and uh, some of the other folks over there. Some of the folks from our coaching coaching line. And uh, it's good. It was good to see him. Good to see their they're open and doing their thing, man. So make sure you check them out. Go get you a cut. Go get faded up and cleaned up real nice. Yeah, for sure, man. Go check them out. You know, I wasn't able to make it out to the grand opening. I had prior engagements already. Um, kind of bummed about it, you know. Me and AJ go way back, so I wanted to support my boy. But, you know, this is the way we're going to support is by always shouting him out, shouting out his company. Um, and, and for you guys who are wondering, you know, I know you're skeptical if you're like me. Am I going to go to this place and get a good cut, bro? AJ's one of the best in the game. So if you want a good fade, you know what I mean, good taper, even the Edgars we heard on the episode, he'll do whatever you <laughs> do need, up. bro. He's a man of of many skills when it comes to using those clippers and scissors. So make sure you hit him up at Cutthroat Barbers and, and, and get you a fresh cut. He had a great little tagline. said, uh, great stories, better cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, speaking of cutting it up right now and being on a tear, Ooh. how about them nuggets, bro? Hey, man, you know, I, I have to uh, allegedly, like, pirate nugget games now because, you know, they like to take them off of 
cable television oh, in our lie. own state. You yeah, know, I don't get ridiculous. it. It's all about money. It's ridiculous. We can't watch our own team. But man, this game was on. This game was actually televised because you know it was Christmas. Dude, it's ABC. It went to overtime. You, you know, know what I was glad of, dude, because like. Uh, this Christmas game against the Suns, Nuggets won 128 to 125. Aaron Gordon posterized a kid in the closing minutes of the game. Oh, Jokic had an- another triple double, another 40 point triple double, his second in a week, you know, uh, 41, 15, and 15, I believe is what his final numbers were. Um, but, you know, what's, what's awesome about this is a lot of times when they're on national TV, they don't show up. Yeah. And it was great to see. Them show up, show out, and Jokic come through with a big game, bro. I, it, it it's hard for me to say anybody else's MVP, and I'm biased as, as can be, bro. But this dude's this, what he's done over the last like two weeks has just been ridiculous, off the charts. He he notched his uh, what was it seventh triple double of the season, bro. I got a question for you. What's up? Screw MVP, right? DJ and I were talking. We do this a lot in football. We do this a lot in basketball. We were talking about dad. He asked me if you could name your all-time starting five, who would it be? My question for you is not who would be your all-time starting five, but would Nicole Jokic be in that top five? Because for me, when I started thinking about it, bro, like there's argument to put him in my top five already right now, currently as he stands. Yeah, like there's he has truly transformed that position. It's, he, it, it, he's like, what position is he? Like, right? He's a jack a, of all trades, bro. Court, like, yeah. he's not your prototypical big guy. He needs one thing. He ring. needs a ring. He, needs a he ring. does need a ring, but he needs a ring. But bro, like the things that he's been able to do, sometimes there's greats in all sporting in, in the history of sports that play on bad teams that yeah. never get a ring, yeah. but are true. True goats, goats yeah, and Hall sure. of Famers of their position. Dude, he's the, Dan Marino. Yeah, he's the best passing big man I've ever ever seen. Ever, ever, and ever. I, I think he can. I think he can take that um, that that crown already. Um, his scoring ability is ridiculous. Uh, his, his he takes the ugliest, most off one foot shots and makes them and just swishes them, bro. Like he's incredible, dude. His ability to pass and his ability to find the open guy. Um, they were pointed out in the broadcast yesterday. Uh, Richard Jefferson was pointing it out about how when the nuggets don't have him on the court, they're like the worst team in the league. Yeah. And when he's on the court, they're the best team in the league. Some of his jumpers, bro, remind me of like a Dirk Nowitzki. Like he just ugly. He reminds me of that dude at the gym in. Oh yeah, it just it's just Throws making garbage up. all day. You know what I mean? You're like, how the hell is this guy sinking these? But I mean, he's super talented. And if you think about his evolution from when he came in the league to where he's at now, you know, he was kind of chunkier, a little bit heavier, out of shape, and then he he he's turned himself. Yeah, he's turned himself into this this monster. And you know, it's not a question to me whether or not he's top five in the league right now. I think he's yeah. arguably the best player in the league right now, and I know there's some really good ones out there. I know Jason Tatum's killing it right now, and I know Giannis, you can never go against Giannis too much. But in my opinion, dude, Jokic is the best center in the game and arguably top five player in the league right now. And he's most impactful for his team. Like, if you take some of those other guys away from those teams, they're still decent teams. Like, you just said it. Yep. The Nuggets don't have him on the court. They're the worst team in the league, bro. Yep. And that's what sucks about sports, right? Because we talk about you just... Excuse me. You just said he needed a ring to be on that all-time great list. That's what sucks about sports, bro, is that we're Nuggets fans, right? So the, the selfish... 
biased Nuggets fans that we are want him to be a Nugget forever and and hope that we can eventually bring the pieces around him to make us a championship team to get him one of those rings. True. But, you know, sometimes it's better for the player to go chase yeah. that ring, pull a LeBron, go to a super team well, and, that's kind and, of the get, NBA. and get that ring, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, like, at the end of the day, like, you want to you wanna root for the player and hope wow for their career and success but at the end of the day you want your team to be the champ so this you really true. don't want him to go anywhere else you know so it kind of that's what sucks about sports bro is like you find yourself in between rooting for a team and rooting for a player yeah and you know especially because he's homegrown here man we drafted him oh dominic, sorry dominic just dropped his head <laughs> yeah just rolled out of the shorts and hit the floor <laughs> sorry <laughs> we we drafted him though you know what i mean and like he's our homegrown guy you know what i mean this is our guy and you know, it's it's exciting to see him grow. We want to see him win a championship with the Nuggets. The Nuggets have never been there. They've never won a championship, you know. So the the possibility of that happening this year is, is a lot higher than in years past just because they've got the dude. And yeah. then you would mix in Jamal, a healthy Jamal, yeah. and their two game their their two guard their two player game is just ridiculous, bro. Um pick and roll is always there. And then if you double Jokic and he's gonna pitch it to somebody that's open, they're gonna bust that three. The the one player, and I'll get back to Nicola's uh, split over the last uh, over the last few games, but the one player that's flying under the radar for us, and he's starting to finally get some publicity nationally, is Aaron Gordon. Yeah, for sure, dude. Bro. Aaron Gordon has had a great season. I don't know if he's on pace for like his most points scored. I don't think he is. But his field goal percentage, he's, he's, he's at a 61% clip right now. Um, he's just been super efficient. He had seven dunks in the game yesterday. Uh, he's playing with energy. He's playing with energy on the defensive side. Um, it's definitely, they need that third person, right? They have Jamal and they have Nicola. They need someone else. And, and Michael Porter, he's too inconsistent to be that guy. Aaron Gordon is that dude, man, right now. And I'm, I'm super excited to see how he's playing because this was kind of what we were wondering if we were going to get. You know, we were wondering if we were going to get this kind of performance out of Aaron Gordon when we traded for him and when it looked so promising when we traded for him. But the last 10 games for Nikola Jokic, okay, he's averaging 30 points a game, 30.6 points per game. He's averaging 10 assists and 13 rebounds, right, 13.4 rebounds. He's also throwing in there a block and two steals. Yeah. I mean, and – the, coincidentally, those last 10 games, you know, has been part of the Nuggets' ascension, part of the rise in, 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 in raising up to the first, the number one seed in the Western Conference. They've won four straight. They've won seven of their last eight, um, all on the back of Nicola and Aaron Gordon. And like I said, Jamal's starting to come alive. It's starting to look good, man. I'm excited. I'm hoping that we don't peak too soon. And I'm yeah. hoping that we stay healthy. Well, you know, you speaking of health, I I question did that have any impact in this game as far as the Suns not having a healthy, completely healthy Devin Booker. Yeah. You know, he only lasted about four to five minutes of the game. I don't forget the exact amount. Um, I think he Yeah, he was he, out quick. Yeah, he scored two points in the entire game after coming off of a big performance in New Orleans the previous start you know what i mean so he's nursing that groin injury do you think that this 125 to 128 finished result is cutting it too close to a phoenix sun teams without devin booker um they're still a good team um without devin booker um I mean, he scored fifty eight against New Orleans. Yeah, and CP three, CP three is a great a great guard, and he knows how to find people and when they're open. Um, it's it's hard to say. I, I definitely think it's not the same playing without him. 
Like I think if they had For him. Sure. But at the same time, though, uh, that Shamet kid, he scored thirty one. How many of them points does he give Devin Booker on the court? Yeah, you're does right. he get them looks? Them looks at them threes that he had to close out overtime and almost bring them back. Does he get them looks if Devin Booker's on the court? You know, um, there's a lot of things that change. The dynamic changes a lot. Um, you know. Devin Booker's arguably, you know, their best player, probably their best player. And he's one of the top players in the league. So it's hard to say, um, you know, but I'm going to be a fan here and say, no. Nah. Yeah. You know, another good thing, right? You want to be a fan. Another good thing about the Nuggets that, that you didn't mention, you mentioned primetime games. We normally suck Christmas games. Yeah. Two and six in Christmas Jeez, games. I didn't the only, that. the only other win was in 1994. Against the Seattle Supersonics, I remember that game. I was, I was watching, no, <laughs> bro. So I would imagine, you know, Christmas hasn't been too good for the Nuggets. We either, must so. have, we must have had the Supersonics number in '94 because that's when we bounced them in the playoffs too. Yeah, so maybe we're, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we're turning over a new leaf. You know, it was just exciting to see, bro. I was, I was glad they didn't come out flat. You know, they came out flat against the Lakers um, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago on national TV, and 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 you know, lost to. Uh, an Anthony Davis list Lakers team, and mm. it was kind of disappointing that they went that route. But I'm, dude, I'm, I'm excited. You know, like I said, Gordon's finally living up to that hundred million, hundred million dollar contract, and um, hopefully we can stay healthy and just get through the playoffs, man. And and we'll be uh, celebrating with the with the ship, man. That's that's the ultimate goal, right? Have a parade downtown for the Nuggies, man. That's what that's what we were shooting for. Yeah, you know what? Before we get off of the NBA, real quick, yo, <clears throat> I know we don't. We're not big fans of, of, of LeBron, right? But, bro, the team that Sierra Canyon has this year with Bronny James, um, that team is legit, bro. They've always been a good team, right? I don't know if you follow yeah. any 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 uh, basketball at that level or not, but, man, dude, Bryce and Bronny James are looking good. Um, they have this other kid, I forget his name, who's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player as well. And the the one two combo of of Bronny and that other kid are just ridiculous. So, you know, uh, shouts out to them and, and and all of Sierra Canyon. Let's see if they can make some noise and actually get that title done this year. Uh, you know, that team's loaded, bro. And um, I don't, you know, I'd be lying if I say I follow him like religiously or anything like that. Um, they're a really good team. They they get out and play a lot of good teams, and I don't know, man. It's be, it'd be interesting to see. I know, um, I know they want like LeBron wants to play with Bronny, yeah. You know, and he's he's getting to that point where he's starting to get some college looks, and he'll have to go play for a year. You know, um, it, it's interesting to see, bro. These kids come up, and it's crazy to think LeBron's been in the league that long. I know, and that he's already. To the point of contemplating retirement, right? I seen what's he have five rings? Four. He has four. Kobe has five. Jordan has six. That's yeah. the way it goes. That's the breakdown of the greats, right? The he's goats. got like seven losses though in the finals. Yeah, but he's still in the conversation of of, of goats. He's got like seven losses in the finals. We don't like it. Seven losses. You're a LeBron hater. We get it. Not a LeBron hater, right? I appreciate but, LeBron. But he's still in the conversation. If you ask, I'll tell you what, if you ask somebody from our generation, we're gonna say who. You know why there's salt here in Denver for LeBron? Do you want to know legitimately where it started? Because they took Carmelo instead of LeBron. No, no, 2003, um, their rookie season, Carmelo and LeBron. Carmelo averaged more points. Oh yeah, he died. More, more rebounds, but didn't get the love. And Le and LeBron won the rookie of the year. Carmelo got his team to the playoffs. 
Cavs didn't. And LeBron won rookie of the year. I think that's where a lot of the salt comes from, Denver fans. Well, I think I, LeBron's a great and, and now that he's on the Lakers, obviously. And but, then the the stuff pushing himself to other teams and whatnot. But I mean I think he's a great player, man. Definitely top ten, top five player of all time. Let's keep it real. We talked about us as man, right? How there's always gonna be somebody who wants to be that top dog, yep. but there's also always gonna be a bunch of people who hate on that top dog, whether they <laughs> like it or not, bro. And that's what's happening. People hate Tom Brady. Is the same reason why people hate LeBron James. I think I've come. To, I think I've come more to appreciate him over the years. Tom Brady, both. Like oh, yeah. I, I, I hated. I hated Tom. But that's Brady. because you're respecting their greatness, right? You hated him for all those years because you're like, damn. Well, it's like dude, Kobe. I hated as, Kobe. He's not bro. as good as he is. Just because he's a Laker too. Yeah, that's he's not as big reason. He's not as good as he is. You know what I'm saying? But. At the end of the day, you got to give flowers when flowers are due. Yeah, he's going to be in that conversation. Like I, I said, mean, he earlier. should end up as the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. If you ask anybody from your generation, they're going to say Jordan without a doubt. Yep. If you ask anybody from my generation, they're probably going to throw in a Kobe here and there. And then if you ask you anybody, like you that much younger than me, I, I am. <laughs> And then if you ask anybody from, you know, these younger generations, they're going to say LeBron all day, bro. Like, all right, here you go. Jokic at center. Okay. Duncan at power forward. Ooh. LeBron at small forward. Kobe at shooting guard. And we'll go, we'll keep it old school. We'll go John Stockton at point guard. What's beating that? There's, I think there's some out there. I'm sure there right? is. I, I think you I mean, left you, off the, the Dennis Rodmans of the world. Shaq, Rodman, Jordan. Uh, yeah, the Admiral. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Jordan. You, you didn't even mention Curry. Yeah. Guys like Reggie Miller. Yeah. Oh, know I know I mean? who I left out. I was just coming off the top, though. You, you said Stockton, right? Did you say Stockton? Yeah, I did. But you didn't mention his counterpart. I didn't mention the, the mailman. Or the mailman. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's so, man, that's Could a great Could you imagine thing. a team with LeBron and, and Jokic on it? That would be fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, is we're in, they're in the same generation. That could happen, bro. And, and, and like, you wouldn't have to, uh, LeBron wouldn't have to feel so inclined to to set up shop as much, you know, because, like, he sets up a lot. He, he, I mean, he's the same player as Jokic in terms of the way he sets his team up, the way his passing ability. He's got a really good passing ability for being such a great scorer. That would be a wild little combination. How come I feel like they would fight? I don't feel like they, they just don't feel like, they're they're two of the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. When I look at Jokic, bro, he reminds me of like Ivan Drago. <laughs> like, and I'm sorry if I'm profiling a are little you, bit. Are you saying that LeBron is um is Creed? Creed? No, I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> but nah, bro, like they, I just don't. I don't know. It might be like a, a pull in and uh, the one thing about Jokic, bro, is it seems situation. like his personality. It seems like his personality meshes with a lot of people. He doesn't yeah. have. He doesn't seem like he has big ego. Yeah, but his brothers ain't playing. His brothers aren't joking. That's good security. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it would be amazing, bro, if you had a team like LeBron, right? You had LeBron, you had Jokic. You LeBron, Jokic, and, and Jamal. <laughs> Even Poole, right? You throw Poole yeah, in there dude, with Jordan Poole's great. Yeah, he's ridiculous, bro. You throw in Devin Booker with them. Yeah. There's so many. like. Well, you gotta, you can't get too many personalities, though. Yeah, you, you get can. a lot of personalities. Then someone wants. To, well, I mean, that's like the Lakers of of O two. That's why you threw Stockton into. Yours, I did right. You're, he's the someone who don't need a score. He just needs to facilitate. Yeah, you, you didn't got put, three facilitators on the court, and you didn't put Kerr in there because you know he's already been punched by Jordan. So you didn't want to get the situation. <laughs> <and> get <laughs> Kerr can coach. 
He'll, he'll be the coach for the team. Yeah. How about that? Uh, we'll bring our Phil, bro. Phil got some. Or, or, uh, See, Phil might be the best one with all them personalities because he's Phil, always been good at, at coaching personalities. Pat Riley. Yeah. Um, Let's go get Red Arbach. Yep, yep. Or uh, <laughs> I cannot, I'm drawing a blank for the Spurs all time. Popovich. Popovich. Coach Pop. There man. it is. Come on, dog. Yeah, bro. Like, there's. That dude's been a coach for the Spurs for almost like freaking 20 something years that's now. That's crazy that we could just sit here and talk about sports, right? It's easy to do with basketball, but like, if you'd like, oh, well, damn, you're. If you could put together a 52 man roster right yeah. now, who would it be? Like, yeah. we'd be here for days, but it's easier to name a start of five lineup. Well, with Hoop, it's five versus 11, bro. Yeah. You know, um, you can, you can, you can mention all that, Louie. Louis. Hey. <laughs> hey bro, it's it's a powerful thing, right? A lot of people are gonna talk about it. There's gonna be haters. Yes, sir. There's gonna be the haters out yes, there sir. who see things and are like, oh well, why are they allowed to use these certain things to entice players to come play for their program? Well why are why are NBA teams allowed to use LeBron James as a as a enticing piece to bring in attracting Athletes no, to their program. If y'all haven't been paying balls. attention to to Colorado football, and collegiate football, uh, there's a lot of things been changing. Um, as you know, coach uh, coach Deion Sanders was hired on by the CU uh, Buffalo's football team to be their head coach. Um, he's put together an amazing staff, bro. The staff that he's put together is former head coaches, former offensive coordinators. Um, but now he's doing what he said he was going to do. He's bringing that Louie. And according to 24-7 sports, uh, 24 sport, uh, 24-7 sports, he's got the number 23 overall ranked uh, recruiting class this year. And he's got the number three ranked transfer recruiting class. So what that tells me, the transfer one, is we're expecting to play right away. We're expecting yeah. to go. And uh, he was talking to, to the, Boulder, the Boulder camera, um, and he was saying that his team was going to be comprised of like 40% like JUCO transfers, like graduate transfers, 40% people that reach the transfer portal, and then 20% of uh, high school recruits this year. And it, he's going heavy in the transfer portal. Um, but his ability, bro, to, uh, to, to flip some of these, some of these athletes, um, it, it, he showed that over at uh, Jackson State when he first got on over there, and he's continued to, to do it. And, he flipped Travis Hunter from Jackson State, having to transfer here. Travis Hunter was the number one overall recruit last year, and then he got uh, Dylan Ed uh, Dylan Edwards, yeah, a four star running back who was committed to Notre Dame to flip his commitment and come to CU. Now he's got uh, Omarion Miller, which is one of the highest higher ranked uh, wide receivers, four star wide receiver, to flip his his uh, his commitment and he's coming to CU. It's just it's seeing what he's putting together, man, at the skill positions. It's pretty crazy. He's, he's he's got some players coming in. Um, he's they rank behind just Michigan and Florida State in the, in terms of the transfer portal um, signees. Um, but it's exciting. It's exciting to see what they're doing up there. Uh, Shadir Sanders is going to be their their best quarterback recruited. But they got a few other ones in. They did. They brought to, back, to back him up. That's you know? what I like because when we had a uh, coach Hawkins here, he yeah. brought in his son Cody Hawkins, right, and didn't do the due diligence really to, to recruit. Um, other quarterbacks he didn't try to find other quarterbacks that can possibly unseat his kid right and it seems like that's not the problem with with with, with Dion right now he's bringing in highly uh, highly ranked quarterbacks he brought the kid in from uh from West Ranch uh high school uh, Ryan Staub who's 6'1 190 you know eight uh, three star but he's he's highly highly ranked in quarterback 
Um, he brought in. Uh, you said a transfer from was it North Carolina State? Yeah, I was looking for it. I couldn't find him, but I seen it on uh, on on their social media, and I was trying to find it, but I couldn't find him. But even recruiting, you said it. You know, they have. I don't know if you mentioned Marion Miller. Yeah, you know, number uh, four star recruit, wide receiver, great kid. You know, they're bringing in all this young talent as well as old talent to kind of mesh together and he's building a program bro like they got Vonta uh Vonta Bentley Vonta Bentley from uh from Clemson to transfer over he's a four-star high school recruit um he was highly ranked in the in the transfer portal um got an edge rusher from West Virginia coming over uh it's it's incredible man like just he literally the floodgates open uh he he got Jimmy Horn to uh, transfer over from South uh, South Florida, uh, Jimmy Horn was a four star recruit uh, in the transfer portal. He's three star coming out of high school, really solid wide receiver. Comes from a, a, a lineage of talent, dude. Right? I'm excited to see that, what they do at the skill position now. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be stacked. Well, I'm I'm excited to see what his son does, bro. And with all that with all that talent around him, right? Jackson is Jackson, and they had talent down there, but but now it's a different level of 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 competition. Yep, different level of of Transfers coming in, different level of skill, you know, um, and and it's it's exciting to see what Colorado football is going to be. It is it's even bringing attention to CSU, you know, whether you believe it or not, they're getting in a few transfers here and there. So you know, the fact that there's opportunities and the 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 conversation around Colorado football is heightening. That it's just going to draw attention to all these other schools as well. Yeah, man. Um, locally, shout out to a couple of kids that we coached against. Um, um, <laughs> was it Marcellus Honeycutt? Yeah, he signed with Eastern Washington. He did. Uh, is it Silas Green, mm-hmm. um, wide receiver over at GW? Yep. He signed with Colorado State. So it's cool to see. Cool to see the state picking up some players. But man, college football is going to be fun around here. Uh, again, twenty the number twenty three ranked recruiting class overall. Um, obviously, Alabama's and Georgia—they reign supreme. You know, yeah. they—they're always up there. But man, hey, we're—we're we're coming. Like like Coach Prime said, we're coming, and I'm excited to see what what the games are going to be like this year. Um, you know, just to see. Hopefully, it's not a two year pit stop. And even if it is, man, like maybe we can build something that can can continue on. Um, it seems like he's left Jackson State in a better place. Uh, I don't know that they have any kind of funding that's going to be able to keep it afloat and keep it moving like that, but it's definitely a lot more resources here in Colorado. Uh, Pac-12 is going to be interesting, especially when when uh, UC, USC and UCLA leave uh, next year. It, it, they're prime, no pun intended, they're prime for a, a, a surge to the top of the Pac-12. And yeah. it may not happen this season. It might be a lot to ask for this season, but, man – you know what? I can't wait to see them play USC. Can't wait to see Caleb Williams line up against Shadur and see what happens. And I'm interested to see if Shiloh comes. I know Shiloh's still back at Jackson State, and he's got some he's got some conflicting things because he's a, he's a drum major over there uh, yeah. on the band, and that's a big thing. So, you know, it, it's all good. Yeah, you know, bands and and things like that, and and out east and the south. You know what I mean? It's it's much different than than. Here. Well, someone you argued that, the, that so. the drum the drum line at Jackson State's bigger than the football team. Yeah, and up until Coach Prime got there, it probably was. Yeah, and that's that lot can be said about same uh, some of them swag schools. And um, you know, we'll see though, man. Super thankful for it to be happening. Like I said, we're locking down recruits. 
we, we, the coaching, uh, the the Glazier clinic should be fun. The CU coaches clinic should be fun. Yeah, uh, hopefully you take part in both of those issues. You year. know, I'm I'm curious to see is Glazier going to reach out to one of the coaches on CU staff to be a speaker. You know, presenta- uh, present present. Presenter? Presenter. <laughs> I was going to say presentation. Words. Words <laughs> yeah. are hard. Yeah. So it is, it's going to be exciting, man. Like, their defense, too, bro. They're stacking up that defense. They got Sean, Shane Cokes, and they got Vonta Bentley. Like, they're getting a lot of transfers in. And Vonta Bentley came over from Clemson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like they're just getting... Every player that played at Jackson State. No, they're getting players that played on a big scale. Players that played on the big scale that may not have got the looks, or maybe they did get the looks there, and they're just like, you know what? We're coming too, Prime. Yeah, I mean, he created a buzz around here. Hey, you know what was a buzz around here? Did you do you follow Shannon Sharp's social media at all? No. Did you check out the the little interview that Shannon Sharp did with the? Uh, I was watching Prime. a little bit. Of it. It's pretty good, bro. It was funny when they were talking about his feet, though. Yeah, because you know Prime had turf toe that led to more yeah. health issues with them to where they amputated his his big toes. Yeah, he almost lost his leg. Yeah, so he has eight toes. You know, his leg looks almost like uh, um, Alex Smith's leg yep. after he had all yep. his surgery. I, I think they're totally different surgeries and, and right. things like that, but. Bro, you know, when you get around two friends, that's like you walking in and seeing that I have eight toes. You know what I mean? So Sharp Sharp was getting in, bro. Like, And it's cool to see, like, that kind of attention, right? Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Obviously, we're in Colorado, so a guy like Shannon Sharp is is royalty here. Yeah. But it's the same with Cordell, right? He's on the phone with Cordell Stewart. You know, he's reaching out to all these Colorado legends. Yep. To, to to be around the program. To be a part of Colorado history, you know what I mean? And and to be around their program to draw in the attention, to draw in the boosters and the money yep. and, and and just show that these players that yeah, we're in Colorado, you may not think Colorado's very good. They won one game last year, but these guys Cordell Stewart, yep. Shannon Sharp, you know what I mean? They played football in Colorado and they were successful at both levels. So yep. you know it's interesting. Uh, you you seen him going around to all these different like coffee shops and restaurants up yeah. in Boulder. I think that's smart. It is because you kind of put it on their radar, especially some of the ones that have a little money to give to the program or maybe give some nil deals, right? So you go and get in good graces with these with these establishments, and you know, next thing you know, they're donating to the team or they're they're hey, you know what? We can give some nil deals for these guys if they do this on social media. Like the nil's changed a lot. It's the wild west right now. Like this transfer portal thing is crazy. Yeah. And the way these guys can just go up and leave, um, and I think it'll iron itself out. There's been some, uh, so you know, people alleging that, um, you know, money's being offered to all these different kids to switch schools and to to leave their school for an NIL deal, and it's kind of where we're at right now. And I think that stuff will get ironed out. But I like it. I like it. It's it's uh, it's offered some some. It's leveling the playing field a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And and you know the social media aspect of it, bro, like his his son's social media platform is is booming. You know, it's been booming obviously, but it's booming even more now. I'm sure his views are going up. I'm sure his money's getting right. Like yep. he's making money of his own to where he could potentially even be somebody who's like, "You know what, Pops? I want to give so and so an IL deal based from my Yeah. You know what I mean? My platform. Well, the thing is, too, with that, bro, like, Prime is smart in that aspect of using social media. These kids, I say like I'm an old head, but I am an old head. These kids. Want it. 
they love social media, love TikTok, love Instagram, love Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. So like, what, what, how, how can you not use that as a platform? Use that. You don't see very many coaches doing that. And now you're starting to see more and more. And I won't say that coach prime started that because obviously coaches use Twitter before then, but I think he's taking it and, and, and bumped it up a notch as a primary source you know, yeah. of recruiting in a primary. So, look, the kid that uh, that was supposed to sign with Miami, and I don't know if he ever did or not. The defensive back, right? The number one ranked defensive back in, the, in this in this uh, in this class. He, uh, you know, he he didn't sign with Miami. He kind of defected a little bit. They're looking for him, and Coach Prime is on on Instagram tagging him, talking about I ain't hard to find. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yo, that's that's genius, and. You know, you gotta you gotta use all avenues. It really is, bro. And and in all honesty, it builds more of a of a foundation for them as far as a fan base goes as well. You know what I mean? Like for sure. if you think about like let's let's talk about guys like Justin Fields. I've been watching Justin Fields for a very long time based off of QB one. It's yep. another show, you know, where they had Justin Fields, they had uh who's the other kid? He's uh played for Bishop Gorman. Uh, I had a few. Uh, was it? They had Jake Fromm who went. Was it to JT Georgia. Daniels? Uh, on I don't know if JT Daniels. They had Spencer Rattler on there, who's who's quarterback in. Was he? Is that South Carolina? South now. Carolina. Yeah, he was out of Oklahoma. Um, but like the other kid was a big kid from Bishop Gorman. I forget his name. Blake Sum. He went to Ohio State. Didn't do good. He tried. He's bouncing around the portal as well. Okay. Um, currently, but anywhere like I've been watching Justin Fields since QB one, right. <laughs> Watched him into in, in into his collegiate career and following him now that he's in the pros, bro. And I'm a fan. I'm not a Bears fan by any means. Far mm-hmm. from it. You know what I mean? But I am a fan of Justin Fields. And I, I watch and I follow and I hope that he has continued success throughout his career. And that's all based off of the show that I seen him in mm-hmm. when he was a high school kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, this kind of networking and attention for these athletes is, is a blessing to them. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, because... It can really elevate their career outside of football. Yeah, it could turn to, you know, them being a social media platform. Everyone wants to be an influencer these an days. Influencer, so. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you never know, bro. I, I think what he's doing is just great for for. Well, when you go somewhere where you know you're you're gonna have a platform, right? Yeah, you're gonna be platformed. Whether it's to speak on some of these, you know, a lot of people have like social. Um, you know social issues that they Anxiety. love to speak on you know like oh, yeah you know and, and they're very active socially and um you know you come to colorado the boulder's a very progressive city you know um very open-minded city it might be a little too open-minded sometimes a little too progressive but it's still that right and you can take this platform now and use it for whatever you want to use it for and let's be honest i mean that's not going anywhere people are always going to use social media from here on out to kind of be a soapbox or a platform to speak on what they want to speak on and you got a coach who arguably does it the best out of anybody and he has a whole staff put together just for social media like you're gonna get your attention people are gonna know about you um also scouts like i wonder like when like last year, the last couple of years, how many scouts were coming and watching players from CU? Yeah. You know, how many people were, obviously, if you stand out, you stand out at that level, right? But how many people are going to just like casually watch a Colorado game? Now you're going to see a lot of people tuning in. I was seeing something that like uh, CU swag was like up 700%, like officially branded Colorado gear yeah. was up 700% from the year previous. Like 
that's a big that's going to be a big impact and it's not just going to be an impact for this the team but the city in itself right all the establishments around that city um the 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 restaurants the eat the, the eateries the drinkeries the you know the buses that go up there the just the ripple effect that it makes in that area dude it's, it's gonna be great i'm excited um, boulder is gonna be booming in the fall yeah <clears throat> it's gonna be booming all around there i mean it, and it's a beautiful place to it, watch football yeah it's already is booming you know what i mean even with their record that it was there yeah yeah. Boulder still was coming out. The faithful was still out there doing what they have to do. So the faithful will still be there. And now you're going to have a bunch of these fans who are just coming because of Prime. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and let's go. So we're See here for it, bro. Let's go. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be an exciting, exciting uh, season this year to just watch it kind of all pan out in front of our eyes. <laughs> well, Dom, you know it, it's coming down to that uh, that time of the podcast where we got to hop about here and get to our. To our daddy duties and family duties, man. But, um, you know, mailbag question for you. And this one comes from me. Um, and I'll answer it too. But, you know, holidays are always a great reminder of things to be grateful for. You know, mm. we talked about a little bit earlier about getting together with family and, you know, just, just being in the presence of good people and being in the presence of love. Uh, this holiday season, what do you find yourself more most thankful for? Man, that's tough because I'm one who likes to count all the little blessings in life, right? So obviously yep. I'm thankful for my family. You know, yep. that's that's a given. You know, I'm thankful for my family, my loved ones, my job. You know, like as much as it sucks every day to wake up, I'm sure tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, man, I don't feel like going to work. <laughs> but I'm thankful that I have a job. I'm thankful for the roof over my head, the clothes on my family's back. But really, bro. I'm thankful for you, brother. Oh, damn. I'm thankful for this platform. I'm thankful for our friendship, bro. Like, I'm a kind of person who doesn't really call people my friend very often. You know what for I'm sure. saying? And, and, and people like that because I just have trust issues growing up. And since we've met, bro, it's always been a genuine connection. It's always been real. It's never been sugar-coated. It's, it is what it is with us. Yeah. And we always hold each other up, you know, and pick each other up when we're down a little bit and also keep it real for each other when we're getting a little too big-headed. Yeah. And I appreciate having someone like that in my life. I'm appreciative for DNA and, and where this could potentially go, where it's at right now, getting the good feedback that we get from people when we do get it from our viewers. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't be any more blessed, man. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank your family. You know, it's all without, love, man. Without like them, I, none of this is possible, brother. So thank you. Ditto on that, man. I appreciate you, brother. It's it's been a great run so far, and I look forward to to many more, many more. And always thankful for your family. Your family shows so much love, man. Like it was just when I came in today, and you wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vita came out, said what up. Yeah, that's how Christmas was. That's how the kids are doing. That's how the family was doing. That's love, man. And so I, I'm definitely appreciative of that. And like you, man, appreciative of my family, my my ability to wake up every day and have a job, be able to provide for my family, um, be able to get up and bitch about life. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't do that. Um, I'm just thankful, man, just to be like uh, thankful for the opportunity to be better every day. And, and to try to find myself to be better um i'm also thankful for this coming year you know i think mm. the new year always brings out this feeling of like new year new me or mm -hmm. new year new opportunity like this is the year that i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna do that and you know i feel that too but at the same time man i'm just thankful to see another one yeah. you know it's 2023 some folks know I'm, I'm 39 i'll be 40 this year 
We hit the big four zero. Some people don't live that long, especially where we're from. Mm-hmm. Some people don't live that long, and, and some people can't speak about living that long. So, just thankful for that, man. Thankful for the opportunity to be able to get up on here, chop shop, talk sports, talk life, talk you know, movies, whatever, man. It's, it's, there's never, there's never a structure to what we have to talk about on this on this podcast, and I'm thankful for that, man. And just can't wait to uh, to get into some more, man. Like this has been the thing. I'm also thankful for. Uh, Thankful for CU football. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. and, and and further to do, like, we can't go anywhere without saying that we're thankful for, for you out yeah. there. Yeah. Right? We're thankful for our for our viewers, our listeners, our our all of our clients that book sessions with us. Um, even if you don't book sessions, we're thankful for the shares. We're thankful for everybody, you know, sharing our podcast episodes, sharing our website, buying merch, whatever you're doing out there to support us. We're thankful for that because our goal is to continue to build this and continue to support the community with our platform and our coaching abilities. So the more love that you guys give to us, the better we are. You know, we'll be nothing without you. So we can't say that we're thankful for anything if we don't say we're thankful for you. It always starts with the people, man. And with that being said, bro, just once again, thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to our viewers, our likers. Yo, shout out to uh, Rebel Promotions. Um, shout out to Black Sevens. Arsenal shout- Custom Apparel. Shout out to Shar. Lash All Beauty. Shout out to Colorado Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers. Janice's Catering. Janice's Catering, man. Like, shout out to our family. Thank you for sacrificing all that you do for us. For sure. And uh, shout out to you, brother. We'll get this in one more time again. Yeah, hey, and don't forget to go to dnasportsdenver.com, book a session, check out a podcast, get some merch, drop a mailbag question, or just even look at the photos, man. Just get our views up on yep. the website. Just check us out, man. Show love. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Be safe out there. We're out to the next one. Holla at you on 2023. Peace.